Hello and welcome to StratiChat, where you can listen to real stories about real people and all things Strata. Our goal is to help you understand Strata and inspire you to create your own thriving Strata community. Good morning everyone and welcome to StratiChat. Today I'm speaking with Paul Keating, Managing Director of Strata Community Insurance and Con Akinides, Director of Customer and Distribution at Strata Community Insurance. We're going to be discussing the 101 of Strata Insurance, a fairly complicated subject, and hopefully Paul and Con will be able to bring some clarity to this subject. So, Paul, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, good morning, Liz. Thank you for inviting us on. It's great to be able to talk to your listeners. Yeah, I'm the Managing Director of Strata Community Insurance. I'm very proud to leave about 100 staff within the business. I'm a, a father of two daughters and a husband to a horse fanatic. I guess for me, I spend most of my time, my spare time, any downtime on the water or in the water. And I race ocean skis and paddling is my passion at the moment. So Beautiful. A little I bit heard, about me. Heard you've been out for a little bit of a jaunt recently in the last few months. Is that right? A long jaunt. Yeah, I have. I did. Yes, yeah, paddled from uh, Mackay to Airlie Beach with a, a group of paddlers, so that was a lot of fun. That would have been awesome. A few kilometres? Yeah, we did. We covered off about uh, 180 kilometres around. Wow. We, we paddled up, obviously, into the Sundays and then around the Sundays and then finished at Airlie Beach. So we did all that over about five or six days and great fun. Really, really good. Beautiful spot up there. Lovely. Yeah, I can imagine. I haven't been there yet. It's on the wish list. And Con, Director of Customer and Distribution. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Thanks for inviting us to this podcast. My name's Con. I'm Director of uh, Customer Distribution for SC, uh, SCI, Strata Community Insurance, in the industry now for 20-odd years in, in Strata and basically held various roles with insurers and um, brokers. Uh, so I could see two sides, both sides of the fence. In my spare time, I love the outdoors. Just a sim- simple life. We you know, caravanning, camping, like Paul, love the water and try and find secluded spots around the country where water is involved and um, no internet, preferably, um, just to, to, un- to unwind and recharge the batteries. So we also also um, have a home over on one of the Greek islands in Greece where half my family is. So I so love visiting them when I get the chance. So today's episode is actually one of a series and just for the listeners, this information is generally in nature. It does not constitute financial product or legal advice, and it's not based on any consideration of your individual needs, objectives, financial situation. The policy terms and conditions, limits and exclusions and underwriting criteria would apply. Always read the fine print. Okay, so if you can please help me out here, gentlemen, what is a strata company? And just so that we can understand owners' obligations. I'll kick off. Thanks, Liz. Look, it's really important to understand what a strata company is. As a legal entity, it's a, a not-for-profit, and but it's also a, one of these, what we call an unlimited liability legal entities. This means that it is financially responsible on behalf of all lot owners for all the assets, such as the building and the land, and all the liabilities that that particular entity may, that may arise in the, in the future or have occurred in the past that might subsequently manifest itself into some form of uh, responsibilities. So I guess 
given the nature of that entity, it's different to what we kind of know as a limited liability company. I guess our business is, is limited by capital. This type of entity, you know, it's important for owners to be aware that there's no cap on the liabilities. So owners are kind of exposed to the full extent of the liabilities under that particular strata company. What, so what does um, that mean, Paul? Does that sort of mean that you sort of sort of saying cap on liabilities in layman's terms? Does that sort of really mean if something was to happen to the property, I am, we will go in greater detail further on, you weren't sufficiently covered that the owners as collectively or individually may need to foot difference in finances to reinstate that's, the property. Yeah, that's correct, shortly and severally. So if I give a very simple example, say so, so a, a the building was significantly damaged and it had to be reinstated. The cost to reinstate it was $10 million. The insurance was only $5 million. The other $5 million has to be collected from, say, in this case, 10 owners. There's 10 lots. That amount of shortfall would need to be collected from them. And if one member couldn't afford to pay their share, they essentially default, and the other nine need to pick up the balance. In actual fact, a, and I'm not trying to scare people, but it's important to, to understand to get involved that it essentially can be bankrupt by your exposure to ownership within a, a strata company. So basically, just because you're insured doesn't actually mean that you're insured. And yet again, we'll go through this in greater detail further on. But I think that's a bit of a, you know, a red flag that people need to note with their insurance. So yeah, awesome. So okay. what do I own then, really? What do I own if I've bought an apartment? I've just bought an apartment. What? Yeah, tell me. Can someone tell me what do yeah. I own? Look, for me, the best generalisation, I tell people, and, and this is I've learnt the, the hard by myself, is that I think it's probably more accurate to say that you actually bought the airspace or the rights to occupy a particular amount of airspace within this building complex that is jointly owned by yourself and other members of that particular strata company. It's collectively owned. When you do buy an apartment or buy the airspace within an apartment, you become a member of that strata company. And so you do share in the assets of that strata company. You also share in the liability. So your unit entitlement, which generally most people sort of understand that's a part of their contribution. Well, it's also your share of the assets and it's also your share of the liabilities and your share of all the running costs that a building consumes to ensure that you get that uh, amenity that you're up Yeah, and I think you've sort of said to me in the past, so as an owner, you basically wear two hats. One as an owner, is that right? And one as a member of the Strata Company. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to, you have to wear both hats, different at different times, because you are working collectively. So you know, and we'll talk a little bit about the boundaries, but, but in essence, you know, people say, oh, the strata company will pay for that or the strata company, you are the strata company. So my biggest message to all owners is get involved. It is your company. You are a part of it. Totally. And so you mentioned the boundaries. So the strata company owns a common property defined by the boundaries, which are typically as per the strata plan. And then the balance of that is owned by the lot owners. So every strata scheme is different, isn't it, in respect to boundaries? It definitely is. You know, it, it's hard to do a generalisation, but if you think of it, that generally the external surface, the external part of the building is all part of common property and the internal is a part of the lot owner's responsibility. But when it comes to, I guess, the area of insurance, the law say that the insurer must insure the common property and also all fixtures and attachments. So, for example, your kitchen or your your bathroom in your basins and the toilet bowl, the bathroom, yeah, yeah, all of that is, are all part of fixtures. 
And so that insurance policy will cover everything that's permanently attached. There's elements that aren't, so things like carpets and curtains, they're all considered contents, light owners properly, and you should be insuring those under a contents policy. And light fittings, where would light fittings fit in? Are they, is that common or is that, that's, that's actually contents too, isn't it, light fittings? Is that, that right? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. And carpets are contents? Carpets are considered contents. In some jurisdictions, they're specifically written into legislation to be excluded, but they're considered contents. I know it's a little of a funny one because not too many people sell an apartment and then roll up the carpet and take it with them. <laughs> but that's how it's the, the law's been designed. So it's considered for a lot owner to be able to take care of that and replace it when its useful life is finished. Okay. So effectively, effectively, Liz, you know, if as a... I suppose um, layman saying if you turned your unit upside down, whatever fell out falls out is basically up to the owner to ensure whatever stays in there is a body corporate to ensure or the strata company to ensure, with the exception, obviously, as Paul pointed out, carpets, light fittings, window furnishings. Uh, yeah, and window, yeah, yeah. that's right. But uh, that's just the an easier way to sort of remember. Yeah, no, totally love that. And the important thing off the back of it is just understanding that with common property, the law also says that the strata company's got this duty to maintain and, and upkeep the property. So that in a way that the value of that and the efficacy of all the parts of the building are kept in a good workable order because otherwise that would devalue you know, the quality of the asset and what people would be prepared to pay for that upon sale. So, um, and it can also you know, affect the insurance, can't it, which we can discuss later on as well. Is that correct? Sure does, yeah. Yeah, okay. So as we're discussing insurance, what is strata insurance? Why strata specific? Why do we have it? Yeah, sure. Look, the policies, I suppose, insurance is put in there through legal requirements um, for the body corporate to insure. There's uh, relevant acts around the country that make it compulsory for um, the strata company and uh, council of owners to to insure their property, uh, generally to the full replacement value. And also, it's designed to cover um, this, the owners for building or fire risks, accidental loss, and also for um, liabilities if they're, they're being held liable for, for whatever reason. There is a minimum requirement under insurance to have their property uh, properly covered, and it's to, designed to protect the owners for any, any damage that they're exposed to. So, again, it's they're just there to protect the owners. And as you appreciate, if you're living in your own home, you've got your own property, it's your choice. You're the only person living there, whether you, you insure or don't insure, whether you take that risk yourself. As a collective, it's there to protect, the laws are there to protect every owner in that building and not just one specific owner. So basically we know that we, we strata have to insure, the legislation states what they must insure, it's compulsory, it's law, full replacement value, and we'll go into valuations later, um, which yeah. actually include an allowance for removal of debris, architectural and professional fees, and reason statement of property to its condition when new. Yeah. And also, one of you were mentioning the fact of a 10 million public liability minimum, which indemnifies and protects the strata company's legal liability for accidental death, body injury, or loss or damage to property that happens during the period. It's really important to note, though, with the public liability, that actually, is it correct? It's not, it doesn't actually apply to within the lot of the owner. Yeah. Is that correct? That we're yeah. just talking yeah. property here, are we? 
Yeah, that's right. It's the owner's responsibility to ensure within the lot. So that includes contents. And with a contents policy, generally uh, public liability policy attaches to that or cover attaches to that. It um, protects the owners, individual owners, for people visiting their lot or live within their lot. So if they're renting it out to tenants and so forth, whether it's a holiday rental, whether it's a uh, permanent rental, and it's that part of it isn't compulsory because, again, it comes down to the individual owner. It's recommended that they do cover themselves for those. Oh, for those most instances. definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, well, that, that's very important to know. So we've sort of discussed it's compulsory for the strata company to buy insurance to make sure that the level of cover is adequate. And but also by having the insurance, it also provides the banks and the owners confidence that significant economic loss can be avoided. We've sort of discussed the property that we own. What about under insurance? So what if, and I know you touched on it earlier, Pearl, but is there anything else you wanted to add in relation to under insurance, like just valuations or anything? Yeah. I think we should touch on under insurance because there's always, you know, by the nature of the laws that owners really should be and strata companies should be increasing their limit of their of the sum insured for their building every year by at least the amount of the building and construction index. And we know at the moment what's happening to building materials and labour. Now, I used the example earlier about shortfalls. If you think about a major event, say that something significant happens, earthquake, right, and, and the whole building is destroyed, you've got to make sure there's enough funds because ultimately your property may not be able to get reinstated, particularly it's earthquake and the, the building sunk <laughs> into, into the sandwich can have a liquefaction is a real risk. So if you can't get reinstated, all you're going to get is your unit entitlement share to the proceeds of that insurance. Now, you then have to repay back your loan to your bank. It can create a, a significant economic event. So it's really important to get those sums insured right. If you're going to buy insurance, do it properly. Get some good guidance from your strata manager. Use a valuer that actually will do a full valuation. Just be, avoid these sort of... Avoid the flybys. The flybys because, um, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure you've got enough, enough money there to ensure that you can move forward. Because if the building's not reinstated, you cannot sell your airspace back on the market. And that's the point I want people to make. If it's reinstated, if you've got enough funds to reinstate the building and you're a little on level three, well... You, you get to sell that property back on the market and therefore you, you haven't suffered any real economic impairment to the value of that building that you've purchased, which is generally most people's largest asset. Oh, it is. It is. Um, totally. And the, the other important thing, we'll probably get, sorry, Con, we'll probably just go into detail more later on through the other episodes. And also we have a valuation um, episode coming along on that podcast at a later day. But with the valuations, as Paul rightly mentioned, you know, avoid the drive-bys, be aware that, you know, the valuer needs to put a cost estimation in for a one to two year in advance just to, as you mentioned, appreciation of expenses because it could take that one to two years to rebuild um, the property. Um, GST, we've seen GST not included on some valuation. Yep. And, and also removal of debris sometimes isn't included and that can be a couple of hundred thousand minimum. Um, with rubbish fees these days. Also plans, because you may not be able to reinstate the building for the same as is. And even then, if you did, you'd still need plans, but you might need to modify the build to fit in with the zoning and the local shire regulations. 
And there's just there's just so much there. So if the other red flag that you learned from this episode is insurance, ensure that you've adequately insured and yeah, cover it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And and that's to have enough money available at the time that you're reinstating. It's not at the time of the loss. We've got to remember, and you pointed to it, Liz, then there's the getting the BA, the process for approvals all the cleanup, removal, all that sort of stuff. So it's when the actual last piece of the building is reinstated, it's a long way down the track. So what a professional value will do is estimate those times and what's, and, and how that would put together to get the best evaluation for a future amount of money that that strata company will need to reinstate. Beautiful. Sorry, Con, what did you want to also add? Yeah, just with the under-insurance uh, section that we're talking about, just it isn't very common, but there still are some insurers that work on a co-insurance clause. And just to briefly touch on it, the clause basically, if you're not insured for full replacement value, and generally between 70 and 80%, what they do then, they say you're building, you insured it for um, $1 million and it should have been insured for $1.6 million or $2 million, you're only insured for 50%. So what they'll do, um, and it's not only in the event of a total loss, it's in the event of any any type of loss. So if you had a claim for $10,000 and they've worked out that you've only insured for 50%, they'll only pay you 50% of the $10,000 loss as well. So it's rare, but I'm sure there are policies still out there that, that work under this model. And it's just um, just something for owners to be aware of when they're getting... And what do we call that? How would people note that on their existing policies? There'll be a section in the policy referencing to a co-insurance clause. Co-insurance so, clause. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And and might might get you to touch on that again when we actually come to the next episode as well. Thanks, sure. Con. Okay. Paul and Con from Strata Community Insurance, really thank you for chatting with us today about the 101 of Strata Insurance. And I look forward to our next episode. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Liz.